0: Good evening, and welcome to Open Air, and good evening, Ashwin.
1: Good evening, Michael.
0: I want to encourage folks to get in the queue to uh, join our conversation tonight. And I have some announcements to start with. Excellent. We are fond of saying that spiritual practice doesn't begin until the beating stops. Until we no longer believe we are the problem and need to be punished, we can't exit the bamboozle. Our workshop, offered by donation this Sunday, June 18th, will explore the most effective ways to stop the bamboozle of feeling bad. Our Reflective Listening Buddies program offers awareness practitioners unique support. It requires participants to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter of this popular program starts July 15th. Do you find that your efforts to keep a commitment are sabotaged by conditioning? The Keeping Commitments Buddy Program also beginning July 15th. pairs participants with a buddy for accountability and support during this compassionate training. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for tonight. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini, please press star six and then one to make a show. And a conversation on one topic in about five minutes is great. Okay, Ashwini, I think we are about ready here. Excellent. Okay. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself?
2: Oh, hi. good evening. Hi, Michael. Hi, Ashwini. It's Todd calling from British Columbia. Good hey, time. Todd. Hey. Good evening. Um, just letting life drop in. What's going to come up? <laughs> I don't have a. <laughs> I don't have an agenda or a aspire. It, it reminds me of. Uh, my reflective listen buddy calls where I I just show up and often uh, sit for a couple moments and just see what arises, and it's so much fun because so often before, without that, a lot of that practice, um, uh, ego would rehearse and come with an agenda, and and I I don't want to give lip service to ego, so that's Mm -hmm. what I've been practicing with.
1: Yeah, just to calibrate to life and let life drop in what it is that... uh, is arising in the moment to save.
2: Right, and, and what, as you said, the Calibrate to Life, what dropped in was um, this week's assignment uh, with the year-long retreat um, by Compassionate Endeavor that results in uh, goodness. And listening or, or the that training that we do in this practice to, to hear the still small voice has really been paramount in in my practice, and and, and, uh, as Sherry often says, it's very difficult in the beginning to differentiate between ego and life, and it does take tons of practice, but uh, slowly but surely, I I get a sense that I'm hearing a lot more uh, conversation with life than I am with ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's really hard to discriminate between the two, because... Mm -hmm. well, because we aren't familiar with doing so.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: That's it. Yeah. That the receptivity is is tuned to one thing habitually, and so then you know, as we practice, we become more receptive. And it since it's the same intelligence that is that is receptive, um, the moment we ask the question, almost, is this the ego or is this life? We might have left that calibration. <laughs>
2: That's true. That's true. And I caught caught, uh, that movement where I'll go, uh, I I don't know, I'll just be uh, doing something and then I'll hear a conversation and I'll go, oh, is that life or is that ego? And then I realize, oh, I've kind of left that in place where I could have been receptive to to life's guidance or or maybe it was ego's uh, encouragement, uh, which it often is because it, it likes to... In my experience, as, as practice deacons, really aspire to mimic and clone practice so it can try to bamboozle me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a qualitative difference in experience because, as soon as you said, uh, when you, you hear a conversation, that's one level of awareness. Yeah. And then, uh, and then if I look to conditioned mind to say, is that ego, is that life? I know that I'm in conditioned mind because
2: it's the only thing that wants to know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, I, I love uh, uh, the encouragement in this practice of, um, and I, 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 I've been lo- explaining this lately on a recent but I call it, and I, I, I think I heard Sherry say that um, we, don't, we don't need a memory. We don't need to remember things um, in each moment Life will provide the information that's appropriate. And, and uh, ego's been using this content of, um, of forgetting things as, as I'm getting older, and it's saying, well, you're losing your memory. And, and I think Sherry says, that's great. Lose your memory. Don't need it. Mm-hmm. Yes, precisely. That yeah. yeah. there
1: is a, an, a database of awareness which stores everything, which registers everything, oh. from which everything can be retrieved.
2: Oh, right? I love that. Because it is
1: the intelligence. Right. So we don't have to right. rely on memory. It's like, the, that's why it can drop in, oh, you left your keys in the ha Uh-huh,
2: yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny. This morning, uh, I was heading out the door uh, to bike downtown to run errands, and Life dropped in, oh, you left your water bottle on the counter. <laughs> right. Yeah, just like that. And I'm like, oh, oh, excellent. I, I, I appreciate having that water bottle with me. Thank you, Life.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
2: Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah.
1: It's very practical. Awareness is really oh,
2: practical, isn't it? Though it's so practical. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's it's so practical and uh, and um and, and and also with the morning show or, or this week's assignment of of um how in beginning of practice how how challenging it is and certainly I've been doing it a while but boy in the early decade of practice, <laughs> ooh, it was a slog to be quite honest. Um, but I just kept showing up, participating, and Sherry often just treats, beats that dumb. Just don't quit. Just don't quit. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what ego wants. And that's, that's certainly the campaign I've heard for most of my practice is give up and quit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. So show up and trust the magic. Because, yeah. you know, Todd, uh, for someone who's been with practice for, for such a long time, mm-hmm. it's so helpful to um, offer your practice as uh, an offering, right? So okay. when you talk about your practice, it's helpful for people who are maybe well, in their you. first stages of this practice to know yeah. what it's like to experience the resistance, to feel confused, uh-huh. to feel defeated, to yeah. be encouraged to quit and all of that.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: the thing is that, you know, we might get better and better at spotting ego and not getting identified, which is when, to me personally, the real fun of getting to know life mm-hmm. begins. Mm-hmm. It becomes a yeah. spiritual practice because now the depth of, of being able to uh, be intimate, if you, if you can call it that, with all yeah. that is, is yeah. a completely uh, a different experience than, than the, the stepping back from ego in recognizing what it is and what we're not. And then yep. there's that turn that, that um, and uh, the two aspects of what the Buddha taught, right? There's freedom from suffering, and then there's uh, then, then there's freedom,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah. right, right, right the, you, some, one aspect of the practice is to look at what is the cause of suffering, and right. then to transcend it. And as we yes. begin to transcend it, it's a completely different practice.
2: Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, we need both, and, and, and um, certainly it's been said a lot in this practice, and I'm going to say it again, Is and, 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 and Sherry again, I love it when she says she makes all in loving kindness <laughs> that you know, recording and listening is really foundational to building that relationship with life, building that relationship with a mentor, and, and, and experiencing uh, uh, authentic nature and experiencing the truth instead of all that lies that ego has fed us for most of our lives. That recording and listening exactly to me has right. is, is just been um, fundamental in that transformation and getting through mm-hmm. slogging through all that, all that yeah. misery that, that yeah. ego had piled on me to get me to quit. And, and I just stuck with it and I just kept, like I said, you know, I just kept signing up, showing up, putting myself in the queue, You know, go to retreats, sign up virtually, meditate. You, you name the practice opportunity and I'm probably doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and putting yourself in the queue... At every opportunity possible,
2: yeah. which
1: is such a stellar um, practice, not mm-hmm. to mention an inspiration for everyone, right? Because here yeah. it is, the invitation to, to, to participate, and there you are.
2: Yes. Ready to and, offer
1: what it is that you're seeing, even if, you, if yeah. there was no agenda.
2: Yes, exactly. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, well, thank Michael, you, Todd. and uh, go happy.
0: Thanks for joining us, Todd. And Ashwini, I love that coming with no agenda. Um, in mm-hmm. my experience, it just feels very clean when I, mm-hmm. when I sense that's going on for me and when I project that onto someone else. It's just, it feels very free. It feels very relaxing when I'm with people mm-hmm. who have no agenda. Yes,
3: mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, because
1: it, because what they're signaling, it's code for no ego identification. Right, or at least none that we could project.
0: Yes, yes, fabulous. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air,
5: and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi Ashwini and Michael. This is Mark in Chicago.
6: Hey, Mark. Mark.
5: Hi. So I have a question about making a plan and then letting go of the plan. uh-huh. We we have a you know we have a small farm and one of the things we are well we have made a plan for is what what happens to the animals you know in our will and um, I don't really care care much about the money and the buildings but the, but the animals seem to fall in a very different category especially since we've had a few kind of false or not false we we've had a few uh, good people who who who've uh, you know not been able to continue. To, to be the person that we leave this responsibility to. And so we have someone now, and so I feel like, okay, I made the plan, but somehow this is so different from anything else that I've tried to plan for. I just can't stop wondering, is this the right person, and worrying about, you know, what's going to happen to this animal or that animal, and, you know, are they really going to be taken care of? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So
1: there's a wondering whether... so. Are you saying, Mark, that you've done your best, right? I mean, these are these are living sentient creatures that you care about deeply, and mm-hmm. there's such a that's such a taking of responsibility to make sure that they're looked after if you're not if you're not able to or if you're not there to look after them. Right. And so you've done your best, and then those and then there's that attention on the worry to if, What what would happen? What if? right? What if this person is not the right person? What if they don't take care of those animals the way that they should be taken care of or you would take care of? And so there's an awareness that the attention is going to that conversation. Is that accurate?
5: That's accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and,
1: and so what are you seeing about it, Mark? Well, the
5: part of this that I see a parallel to is way, way back in practice, I always have had a kind of a thing about making plans and, and some anxiety over them. And, and Sherry had a great example one time. She said, treat it like making an appointment at the dentist. You make an appointment mm-hmm. month away whatever, and then you forget about it. And the day of the mm-hmm. dentist, your alarm goes off, you go to the dentist, and you do your thing. You know, I don't mm-hmm. sit around wondering, did I pick the right dentist? You know, what is this going to hurt? Mm-hmm and all that. And and mm-hmm. that was a great example. And yet some, and and that's been a very, very helpful thing to lean on. And yet somehow the, the, the animals are different than my teeth. You know, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. quite, uh, it's like the scale of the thing. It's like comparing, you know, two crimes where one is murder and the other one is, you know, shoplifting a loaf of bread or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. A good, mm-hmm. good analogy.
1: Yes. I, no, I just, no, it's a, yes. Yes. So may I, may I, let's talk about this at multiple levels, right, Mark, let's talk about it at the process level and the practice level. Okay, and even the spiritual context of it. So what you're noticing is the, the, so the process is the same, right? There's a conversation that comes in about a plan that you've made, is it going to work out? Is it the right plan? Is it the wrong plan? Is the right person? The process of making a plan and worrying about it, is a process of attention on a conversation that it wants to debate the merits of the plan, right? The process is the same. The redirect of attention is easier if it's the dentist because the stakes don't seem as high as the uh, the animals. So but, but the process of not entertaining the conversation is the same. It's redirecting the attention from the conversation. It just so happens that it's harder to do when the stakes are higher, right? Yes. And so if you look at it from that perspective, then the tool that you wanna use to redirect the attention is simply going to have to be done more consistently with a lot more energy in order for the redirect to be effective. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Because if you believe that the content is important, that's how the attention goes to feeding the conversation because love is involved right and so there's concern and then there's the and as soon as we get hooked by the content which is these animals that you care about and their well-being and they're of a different order they're a different scale then the energy in the energy that's going to the conversation because the focus on the content is more is more right and so For example, with content that is really, really hard for me, I tend to record a lot about it, not just redirect the attention to I choose unconditional love or let me take a couple of deep breaths, but to have the conversation that says, you know, I'm really anxious about these animals. It really is important to me that they get looked after. And it's important that I don't have my attention on the conversation about worry, but I have my attention here with them. So let me go out and let me go talk to the cow and let her know how much I love her and how much (laughs) I want her to be happy and basically sit with her and enjoy the buttercups or the wind or uh, how, how lovely she looks in the meadow and just be here with the animals, experiencing your love for the animals rather than off worrying about what will happen to her when you're not around.
5: Yeah, that's a very that's very helpful, you know. And one thing I saw about the difference in the in the example that I posed about the dentist was, I didn't know it at the time, but I think one reason I was able to let go of that was because the concern was never about the dentist or the teeth; it was about the quote failure of my plan. You know, I, di- I didn't want yes. my plan to go wrong, and in this case. It's different. It's the I really yes, yes, exactly. It's, it's in some sense it's, it's more not about pure. you. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's yeah. not about you. It's about genuinely about loving. So which comes? Yeah. So we looked at it at the process place, which is conversation. Attention on the conversation is, is always within quotes, where the choice can be made. Some conversations have more uh, more more juice um, to compel your attention, and you can see that the distinction of what, you know, of your process, right? If it's, an, if it's my plan, hmm, okay, it's easy to redirect from, but it's my animals. These, this is something I care about deeply, much more difficult, therefore more energy is required to do the redirect of attention, and we want to find the appropriate tool to, to not suffer. And that could be enjoying the, enjoying the time you actually have with your animal, with a tool like recording out loud, because that gives all the energy back to life. And here's the final piece of this, right, which is the, which is the, the spiritual truth that, they, they, that life is, is, uh, takes care of everything. Everything goes through age, sickness, and death. There's nothing that you can do that would prevent your dearest, your dearest most beloved family member from having to take care of themselves when you're gone. And the same is true of your animals or anything else you care about. At some point, the spiritual truth that we all have to face is: life goes on without me. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Because, and life goes on without me implies I go on with I also go on because life goes on, right? That the attachment to that—that's what we work with at the spiritual level—is what is it that we identify with? All that animates that is eternally uh, ever-changing and ever-present that I trust will be there or not. Because impermanence is the nature of life, and I have to face that fact.
5: The one thing you said that's, uh, that really strikes the right chord is the recording while enjoying the love of the animal because it's kind of a double loss when I'm yes. concerned about what might happen. I'm, I'm not spending any time enjoying them and now, I'm <laughs> worrying. I'm losing, I'm losing everything.
1: That's exactly right. You're, you're losing the, the, the love that you can have in the moment, the presence of the moment, it, yes, and that's precisely the, the precisely that. Yeah, enjoy them while they're here, while you're here. Great.
5: Great. Thank you very much. Good suggestion.
1: All right. Thanks, Mark.
5: Okay. Good night.
0: Thanks for joining us, Mark. Yeah, Neswini, I was going to exactly the same place that you were going in that conversation. That is that... Conditioning uses what we care about against us, and so I end up losing the love and gaining the worry at the same time, so that's it's a right. double that's loss.
1: Beautifully, that's so beautifully said. Uh Gaining the worry and losing the love, and losing the moment, losing all the time I have here with what I love, loving.
0: Yes, yes. And Ashwini, we're going to break now for Good News Update, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. And, Jen, I'm turning it over to you for a good news update.
7: Excellent. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. And I'm pleased to be joined by Jill, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in the June workshops. Welcome, Jill. Thank you, Jen. So I was thinking there could... Yeah, and potentially a lot of ground to cover, right? I mean, we've already tackled, <laughs> right? We've already tackled control and distraction, and moving on to not feeling bad. So, yeah, where should we start? Oh
8: my goodness. Um, well, I mean, I'll, I can uh, speak to the first um, one on distraction. I mean, problems. Yeah. I could speak for days on this what happened to me during that <laughs> exactly. um, yeah. um, I, I mean you know for um, first of all I, I mean it was the most fun I've had in a long time that particular um, one um, and which was so counterintuitive because there were a number of technical difficulties and um, it one could uh, have gone in a different direction. Um,
5: but
8: i Yes. been absolutely. fun. <laughs> it was exactly. one of the so, most surprising experiences I have had in a long time. Yeah, it was thrilling. I
7: love it. I just wanted to give a tiny background for people who may not have been on the call that it was just one of those, you, you would have sworn Mercury was retrograde, right? I mean, there was this and there was that and that didn't line up and then we can't hear that. And then, okay, we got to restart and then we got to, you know, so all these things. And one of the points Sherry made several times during the workshop is, you know, we come together and we have a particular curriculum that we look at. Or in the year-long retreat, you know, we have a particular focus for a week. But really what we're doing is we're taking even that larger step back and watching everything that goes on with us as all of that's playing out. So I love that, that you started with that and realizing that you had fun with it. And you know that's not necessarily the direction ego goes with with it in those cases. (laughs) Yeah,
8: and yeah, and and, well, I mean, I guess there were two main things that um, occurred to me. One is is that um, just just what happened during that um, uh, workshop is is. I guess one of the thrilling things was not only was it modeled by Sherry and Ishwani what to do when there when something goes wrong, and just the um, uh, the delight and joy that I saw, I heard, and, and how they you know um, held that all those experiences, but that mm-hmm. this is the main way that ego distracts me is that there will be mm-hmm. a, um, a momentary gap in a planned Mm. event or something meeting Mm. anything and um, it you know it's a a chance ego presents it as like a chance to to get something done Um, and so Mm. uh, and during the (laughs) workshop I think I had been moved into my new apartment for maybe 48 hours the place is covered in boxes it's covered, I, I mean, the, I have one, two, like maybe two square feet of empty space, and so there is right. no end of things I could do during that time. Right. No, I mean, and, and so it was so amazing to practice with that very thing that distracts me during that call. Um, I mean, I, 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 I would have sworn that it was um, done on
7: purpose to help me <laughs> <That's> <laughs> see right. all of this, I
8: mean the whole song got
7: the whole song got together and strategized. You know, Jill has just moved, so <laughs> and she has this karma to really. That if there's a gap in anything, that ego's going to come in, get her attention, make it really compelling that she needs to do something. So here, let's uh-huh. plan out this perfect. Yes, yeah. and oh, that is
8: gosh. it. Perfect.
7: You know, perfect. no wonder it was so fun, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's that place of, I project, drunk with power that Sherry mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, here's this thing that is is supposed to be a slam dunk where, I mean, it's the perfect storm, right? There is endless things that need to get done that could be so... Um, real, right? Well, I'm just I just mm-hmm. need to find the knife because I'm gonna cook. I gotta cook lunch, you know, later. So exactly. I gotta just find the knife, right? And plus, they're having technical difficulties anyway. So let me right, just, right. Exactly. And to be able to pay attention through the bamboozle, it's it's thrilling. It was so fun. Mm.
8: It was so fun. And just when I thought it, it couldn't get any more fun, I got on the. I was. I'm uh, muted to to talk about my experience during which there was a technical difficulty, and not only was it the usual technical difficulties that had happened, but that suddenly there was an echo of my when I would speak there was an echo that would happen, and uh-huh. so then I got to see this whole other karmic area of suffering around <clears throat> here 's something right that it that on the surface it seems like is something I am doing it is It involves Jill, right? That Jill somehow now is part of this, you know, huge technical difficulties thing because my voice is echoing and, I mean, I just saw um, Ego come in and just, I mean, it was really amazing. Just, like, this flood of, oh, my gosh, I'm doing something wrong. Um, And...
7: I was just going to say, Jill, I can really see how you could feel like the whole workshop was made for you. Because <laughs> there you are, right, being able to see this bamboozle that usually completely gets you. And then it's like, oh, you think you can pay attention to that, do you? <laughs> Let's ratchet it up. I mean, and now, it because it's one thing to pay attention to sort of, it's one thing to pay attention to this technical difficulty, but now it, has, it involves me. Yes. <laughs> That's going to make yes. a real... And now I've done something, and and so, yeah, even more fun that you oh, can take goodness. it to that next level.
8: Yes, and I
7: just saw so clearly the
8: the collapse of my awareness onto um, mm. yeah, Jill's issue, um, you know my the problem that Jill's voice is is echoing, and that mm. just took over the whole. Um, yeah, my whole perception. And it just really blocked. I mean, the whole time I just felt so much love and care and just just Mm -hmm. for the people who were putting on the workshop Mm -hmm. and I was just right with them. And I really felt like, um, I don't know, like a sister in arms with all of it. And then when that happened to me and then I saw Mm -hmm. ego Mm -hmm. conditioning come in and just be so hateful about it towards Mm -hmm. me, um, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that this is just like another enormous bamboozle that um, I am, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm being shown here um, yeah. to distract me, right? Just that was another distraction. Exactly. That's another. Exactly. Way
4: me. Yeah. yeah, and
7: I mean, really, distracts you from the, you know, describing that experience of just loving that people are putting on the workshop and the whole thing and being that great compassion for what they're going through. And then to watch all of that come to a screeching halt, because Mm -hmm. now it's about me. It really does underscore the way you're describing it, why a practice of recognizing bamboozles is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Because if that's happening there, and that sort of You know, clinical scenario, right? This is a chance for us to. That's what practice is. That's why we have the privileged environment. That's why we minimize distractions. That's why we. so that those things can be seen so clearly because you know if it's happening there, ooh, it's happening everywhere in our lives. Exactly. Yeah.
8: Yes. Yeah, it was not an unfamiliar (laughs) 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 thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that was the, yeah. the the non-surprising part everything else yeah. all the delight was yeah. surprising and then this was just yeah. here it is here it is
7: yeah um yeah so very powerful stuff um indeed yeah. indeed and i it's not too late for people to jump in we've got two more coming up this one mm-hmm. on sunday it sounds like is on the bamboozle of feeling bad. I mean, who can't relate to that one? <laughs> and, um, and another one the Sunday after that. So and they're by donation, and people are certainly welcome to hop on and join in. Yeah, I and,
8: mean, I will, I will certainly be hopping on and joining in again. It, it was really wonderful.
7: Me too, me too. And Jill, thank you so much for joining in and hopping on this call today and telling us about your experience. My, It was, just, it was a, re, a review of a delightful experience, so it was really <laughs> awesome, fun. So thanks, Jen. Thanks. thanks
8: All right. Everybody.
7: Thank you, Jill. So happy. So happy. And Michael, we'll turn it back over to you and Ashwini.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Jill. And welcome back to Open Air. And Ashwini, we have another caller here.
1: And Michael, just before we do that, I wanted to say two things. One is the sure. next uh, uh, workshop, which is feeling bad, is going to actually be broadcast from the Four Acres Zen Center for everyone in the Summer of Sangha. So that's very exciting. Really? And, the, and the second is really, while well, I was reflecting on that conversation about um, the distraction workshop, and the... It, the, the interesting part about the technical difficulty is the platform, platform was working just fine, but the settings would have um, impinged on the privileged environment that we maintained during the virtual workshops. And to me, it's such uh-huh. a practice um, model, modeling of practice that what we would, what we would prioritize is to maintain the privileged environment, make sure that people are not, you know, video is not going on, that people's names are not visible, that, that, you know, everyone can't see everyone's information, right? That that would become the focus of the workshop at whatever cost. And that, to me, is a principle of practice that, uh, that was so important during that process because the condition perspective is it needs to go well. Everybody is participating, and everyone it needs to get the most out of the curriculum. But the situation with the curriculum, right? That the the, the practice that was being modeled was let's pay attention to what is important here, which is maintaining the privileged environment, which has broad application in custody of the attention not on ego distraction not on how what is considered important from an egocentric perspective
0: yes and it was a great teaching for me listening and participating to see that modeled yes right, to it's, see the importance indeed, of the yeah. privileged environment and that being withheld regardless of the rest of the technical chaos that was going on
4: the,
1: that's exactly right. And that really that we each do that for ourselves, right? Because regardless yes. of what, what's going on in the environment, I'm keeping custody of the attention, which is how I keep the privileged environment within me, not going to conditioned mind, as well as for everyone else in, in the, if, if the call is not muted, then everybody else mutes the call and we keep silent right, in order to be able to maintain that we're all participating in this process. It was such a beautiful demonstration of that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me almost made more obvious by the circumstances that required <laughs> yes. that principle to be obvious. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is also a, such a wonderful thing that life constantly does for us, right? We get put in the very situations yes. that we don't want to be put in to see what we don't want to see.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed.
1: Or appreciate what we have, right? hmm mm. Yes. Well, thank you for indulging me on that.
0: Oh, no, I, it was important. Yeah, thank you. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please
3: introduce yourself? This is Chi-Chi. I, Hi, Hi. so that was so beautiful. what was just talked about because through the call, I've been sitting here, feeling fed by the other participants, everything that's been said and um and it struck me that the very thing that I enjoy so much about this practice, which is that I get to hear other people's experiences, that that very gift to me is made possible because of the privileged environment. And without it, we couldn't speak so plainly and bluntly and um, honestly about our experiences, and I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if I, if I'm, I think I'm tracking you, Gigi. I think what you're saying is that you were, you're feeling ex- a huge amounts of gratitude to what you absolutely love about this practice, which is the privileged environment. And the privileged environment is what allows us to be, to reveal what goes on for us uh, in the safety of knowing that we, it will always be held in compassion will always be accepted. There is no judgment and no criticism because part of the privileged environment is no ego allowed. So I could say whatever's going on for me and it will be accepted by conscious, compassionate awareness, reflected by it, held by it, understood by it.
3: Yes. Yes, exactly. And um, uh, my physical practice here in seattle involves a lot of sitting and a lot of wonderful teaching and there is not this kind of contact with other practitioners and i was so and i've been so enjoying it and um it was funny that that point was being made so clearly it's Mm -hmm. so rich i To be able to hear other people talking about their daily experiences, not um, abstracted um, abstracted dharma practice sutras, um, but day day in and day out the nitty gritty of it. So, Mm -hmm. yes, thank you, everybody.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you for saying that, Kiji, because that I think that we are we're so privileged, first of all to have uh, access to a living teacher who's there every day, every morning for 30 minutes. And we could talk to her about anything, whether it's our gym workout, or a deep existential crisis, there's that level of availability. Because, as you said, spiritual practice is not abstract. Yes, there are several teachings that guide us along the way. But if we have, if we don't have someone who models how to apply those teachings and to assist us as we are going through our lives, then it's a very, it's an important, it's really important. I mean, it's such a practical practice that we have. And as you said, listening to everyone process about their experience is so helpful because, as Jen always says, right. I'm having this experience, but I also have your experience and someone else's experience and everything else. So it does two things for us. The entirety of the human experience is something that we get to participate in as it's facilitated for different people, as well as knowing we're not alone. We're not the only ones struggling. Everybody has the universal process of suffering. Everyone is going through a universal process of awakening. And we get to participate in that universality because we have access to everyone's interior process. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah,
3: it is. It is truly amazing. Mm. I I put myself in the queue actually, as I as I was setting up to uh, listen to the call, and I. And what came up was, oh, you could say something about how this is going. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll do it. But that's pretty scary. So um, one of the things that's come up lately is um, that I've been finding myself just moving forward, um, just taking the next step and not – not um, what, what's that term that – Um, is used um, not bumbling about, oh, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. but but a kind of constant flow of, ah, 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 just (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh moving on, moving on, moving on. Yes, (laughs) yes. things coming back and oh my goodness and oh well then that and then oh
1: oh oh oh.
3: Uh (laughs) it's just kind of right snowballing. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. So what what I hear you say from a process perspective is instead of being in the conversation and conditioned mind which is almost always duality should I shouldn't I? is this right is this wrong. What you're you're noticing is is that conversation but you're also very present to Just now, what is arising now? Can I pay attention to what is arising now? And that's the process that you're practicing.
3: Yeah, exactly. And of
1: course, the scary part is also noticing that there is a voice or a a conversation in conditioned mind that says, don't be vulnerable, don't reveal yourself, don't put yourself in the queue, don't talk about what's going on for for you. Right, and we are. If we yep. believe that that's who we are, that I'm scared and I don't want to do that, then we we are controlled by that voice in our head. But if I could see it as simply a conversation in conditioned mind, then I'm a choice. I could put myself in the queue and talk about whatever's going on for me, which is usually an observation about what, how ego is controlling me, right, or how wonderfully yep. I'm here in life.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and well, it strikes me that that's the other, success. yeah. I'm sorry, I missed, because I was speaking. What I was said that? Congratulations,
1: I said, congratulations oh. on your practice success.
3: Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it just struck me, what I started to say was um, that now I'm speaking uh, in front of the auditorium, so to speak, doing my part. Um, sharing Mm -hmm. so
1: wow (laughs) offering your practice because as you said if if everybody stayed silent we wouldn't have a radio show Mm. and you've benefited so greatly from listening to other people's process that the gratitude wants to give back in the same coin right so you put whatever the voices do to you you put yourself in the queue and offer your practice
3: somebody might benefit yeah yes and I get to say yeah so what if nobody likes what I'm hearing or whatever
2: oh, or
1: you get to say uh, more accurate to the ego voice voice nope. to say I don't care what
3: okay. you think yeah
1: yeah you don't exist if you don't like it go somewhere else listen to someone yeah. else torture someone else
3: yeah thank you you very much thank you you're welcome thanks for
0: joining us Chi Chi and Ashwini I have another caller here next caller you are now
6: live on the air
0: and would you please introduce yourself
6: hello this is Jennifer from Woodby Island
1: hey Jennifer
6: hey um I was uh, on the with distraction workshop. I really, really that was a great one. And and somehow I got to speak on that one with no technical difficulties. It was like waves parted. I got my turn. Then the waves came back, and there were more, more troubles. And it was it, it felt like a miracle to me because there was so much technical difficulty. And then out in the middle of it was this little island where there was no technical difficulty. And I found that miraculous, and mm-hmm. also um, the one I was remembering that the thing I was talking about had to do with how ego just, you know, wants me to break the privileged environment all the time in order to get something done, that I have to be doing something else at the same time, and, and during that distraction phone call, there were some nails sticking out on my porch that... It was like this visceral, I must go get a hammer and nail those things in. It was just like mm-hmm. such a pull. And mm-hmm. those nails are still there. As soon as the call was over, there was no pull. And that's <laughs> such a common thing for me. It's like I have mm-hmm. to do it now or I'll die. And then as soon as, you know, the thing is over, it's like, mm.
1: <laughs> Well... You know, Jennifer, that is so, it's not just for you. I mean, I have that, that I used to have that with my meditation practice all the time. You sit down to meditate and then it keeps at you and at you and at you. you, Is it over? Is it over? Look at your timer. Look at the timer. Look at the timer. Eventually you give in to it and look at the timer, right? And then, oh, wow, wow, you couldn't, you could not uh, just, you just couldn't complete your sit. What a waste of a sit, right? Mm -hmm. It's a process. It's an absolute process.
8: It is, and it
1: is meant to get your attention, right? Exactly. That's all it's meant to do, in order to set you up for beating. And so then, yes. and then afterwards, you just it just slips away from your awareness, and then possibly you or someone else you love trips over the nail, and then it's going to come back at you and go, well, why didn't you get take care of it?
6: <laughs> I know it's it is pretty um, transparent that this strong desire and this urgent need just evaporates, you know, afterwards. That is kind of yeah. telling. Yeah, what a process. Yes.
1: Yeah. It is a process, and we want to look at it that way, right? That, that's, mm-hmm. that The mm-hmm. reason, as I think Jen said it just a couple of minutes ago, it's a, it's powerful to know what the bamboozle is, because yes. then I can be at choice. That, and that there's very concrete ways to practice with it. So there you are watching that pull to go do the, the nail and and then let's just say you sit with that and go, I'm not going to get up. I'm, I'm here focusing the attention on the workshop. I'm going to participate in the workshop and you keep watching that. Eventually, you, you know you could trust yourself not to get up and uh, hammer the nails. But let's right. just say you went out and hammered the nails. Then your workshop is, I'm not going to feel bad. That's the next one we're coming, coming up with, right? right. Not going to feel bad. I, I right. did it. Okay, great. Right? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then, in that workshop of, when I'm not being compelled to do it, put on a list, like working meditation,
6: and go out and just get it done. Yes, I'm going to do it after this call is over.
1: <laughs> that's right. And watch the process, right? Because yeah. if, it, if, if it's like the process that it is, that's the thing that's going to go out of your mind.
6: Right. Ooh, I will be watching.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it'll beat yeah. you up. Yep. And then also many months ago months later then we're talking on this radio show again and <laughs> you'll say, Oh, you know what? Those mails are still on
6: <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to find out how it goes.
1: Yes, and God thank God for a sense of humor, huh? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Thank you.
8: Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. And that's I can totally relate to that process also mm-hmm. there's an urgent need to do something uh and to indulge conditioning and then i do it and then and then the beating comes immediately afterwards so good to see that as universal
1: and it, it totally is and and that i think sherry said this to somebody yesterday about having how much how infinite life's capacity is and how finite ego's capacity is and that's one of those yeah. places you could absolutely train right just wait it out just waited. Yes. Try I to often. Wait it out. I mean, I remember, Yes, I, I. I remember earlier in my practice where I would sit on my cushion and hold it, so that my hands mm. would not go to the timer, right?
2: Until mm. yes.
1: Until the urge to check disappears, until it can't get mm. me to look at mm. the timer.
0: Yes. Yes. Fabulous. Mm. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please
4: introduce yourself? Hey, this is June. Hi, hi, June. uh, Just doing cue practice some more. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, I am sitting with a group here in Georgia. I think I've mentioned that. And, uh, it's very different from, um, how, how we've been doing it. Uh, but, you know, uh, no judgment, just different but I occasionally when there are new people the, the uh, leader of the group uh, there's zoom calls by the way and so the leader of the group when there's someone new um, asks that the new person stay on the call after it, after the meditation is over and asked me to stay on the call and i get the great joy and privilege of talking about recording and listening explaining the practice and it is so much fun to hear what comes out of my mouth <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know uh, I, uh, um, I i i do i
1: i any kind of spiel ready. Um, Sorry, June. You don't have any kind of what? Spiel. Uh huh. Spiel. Yeah. That is spiel. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Um, I project what you're saying, right, June? Is that you love you love the practice of recording and listening, and what is so fun is that you get to share from that experience of loving it. Yeah. Yeah
4: you know particularly the two-handed recording Um, yeah so often new people in the group are really struggling and they're during the hour uh, people have a chance to say what's going on and you know some really hard places and it just feels like such a a privilege such a joy to have something just with which I am so familiar and it has helped me so many times and just to be able to tell them about it and let it go because the chances of knowing whether or not they you know pick it up and start start doing a project i tell them about recording listening dot org and uh you know I have no idea if they go there yeah, so you know it's um as I'm talking, I'm realizing that the uh, if no one else benefits I sure do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. well well it's 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 that thing that we say in practice you cannot be the reason someone practices and you cannot be the reason someone doesn't practice you should never be the reason someone practices and so there you are here's your opportunity it's a privilege to talk about something you love and it's probably more pe- pe- more people get get something out of your presence then and that your love for it than necessarily the, the practice itself, right? And it's such a great um, uh, practice of restraint and religious observances to offer something, but not feel like you need to, to do something in order for somebody to realize the benefit of it. That's why we don't proselytize, yeah. we don't yeah. market in this practice, right? If people find it, and and are drawn to it, then they will do it. Because they're drawn to it and they're willing to uh, do whatever it takes to go beyond the ego that they have in order to do this practice. It's so by invitation, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and our part is to... letting go of the outcome when we offer it.
4: Yes you know many times I've heard Sherry talk about you know so many years and so many people and so many workshops and so many people speaking up and she would guide them to a place and you could see the lights come on for them and never see them again and um, you know, you, you can it. You kind of have a head scratcher, but you just walk. You just you don't have any choice but to just get back into the moment back in whoever it is you're talking to in this moment, and uh, and this is it seems like this is that on a is kind of a mini mini scale. On a smaller scale. Yeah.
1: It, it, what's being modeled is that the offering is for your practice. If someone else it is interested in that, that is. is their practice. Right? Yeah. And so it's the attitude of mind that we share about our practice if we share it all. It's simply that uh, this is helpful to me. If you're interested, Here's a resource that you can reference, and we twinkle. Yeah, <laughs> we twinkle. Twinkle.
4: Mhm. Thank you for that. I, I I forget about twinkling. Twinkle.
7: Thanks, June.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us, June. And Ashwini, we are two minutes to the hour here. Probably not enough time for another caller.
1: I agree, Michael. We'll just say adieu and thank you and go happy.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ashwini, and go happy. Go happy.